This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. I'm your host, John Siegley. And for this very special edition, I am joined by Sherelle McMillan. Sherelle, we are talking on Monday night because UNC got a big time commitment in its 2020 class when the news broke late on Sunday that five-star center Walker Kessler committed to the heels after finishing up his official visit. We'll get into the timing of his announcement a little bit later on. But I think one of the most interesting things about his decision came from some of the information that was revealed in the interview that you guys did with his mother, Andrea Kessler. The full interview is available on the Inside Carolina Premium Basketball Message Board. But having spoken with her, what was the reason that stood out to you as to why she said her son selected Roy Williams and the Tar Heels? Yeah, John, I, I think that what happened was he got on campus and he just felt really comfortable with Roy Williams. He felt really comfortable with assistant Brad Frederick. Frederick. He felt really comfortable um, with the players on the team that he was with, uh, Walker Miller, Andrew Playtech, some others. And it was just one of those things where on the car ride home, um, you know, the family talked and Walker said, this is what I want to do and I want to do it now. And it was one of those situations where I think the family said, hey, are you sure? Let's think about this. Um, maybe sleep on it, see what you think in the morning. And he just said, no, I, I really, this is it. I'm done. I know what I want to do. That's it. And pretty much, you know, he called Roy Williams and said, I want to come to Carolina. And, and that was that. So it wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't a magical moment. It's not like he met Michael Jordan or he met uh, Rashid Wallace or anything on campus. He just walked around campus. He liked the feel and he said, I'm done. And that was that. I think it was also interesting, though, that he and his mother both talked about the Roy Williams style of offense and how they utilized two big men. Was that a big part in his recruitment as well, do you think? Oh, for sure. Um, going back to interviews we did with him earlier in the year, we talked to his, his dad, Chad Kessler, who played at Georgia. And they always talked about how, you know, Coach Williams utilizes his big men, that uh, he always plays two and that he gives them kind of the freedom and they're the, they're the first look on offense. And I think that really appealed to him because, you know, he's a multifaceted player. We'll, we'll get into kind of who he is on the basketball court a little bit later. But I think that really appealed to him that not only would be, he be able to play in the post and use his size, but also he had the freedom to take jump shots and that at North Carolina, you know, the ball goes into the paint first and then everything else runs off of that. And that's not the case at, you know, many schools anymore. You know, a lot of places are three-point oriented where North Carolina is still the closest shot to the basket is the best shot. And that's North Carolina's philosophy. And then you mentioned the timing as well. And just the fact that he seemed to really make up his mind there leaving campus or in the car ride home. How big of a shock do you think it was to coach Williams and the staff that Kessler did go ahead and make his decision after leaving his official visit Sunday night? 
You know, to them, it probably wasn't as much of a shock as it was to us because, you know, they always have a little bit more information than we have, obviously, mm-hmm. because they're the ones doing the recruitment. So I'm sure they had a feel that they were in a better spot for Kessler than um, most of the general most of the general public thought. So um, in that aspect, yeah, I, I don't think they were too surprised. But at the time, yeah, they, they probably were. You know, there's few it's few and far between when a player leaves campus and commits. You know, usually Roy Williams will tell them to go home, sleep on it. They'll take a couple of days. They might have to do a video edit or something or, or get things together. But with Kessler, you know, as far as telling the coaching staff, you know, he knew that he wanted to do it immediately. And they probably were a, a bit surprised by the timing. Not that they got him, but by the timing. What do you think this means, though, like on the national level that Coach Williams was able to land such a highly rated recruit? And he won this going up against some big time programs. The the biggest name, of course, is going to be Duke, because for, I think, a long time, a lot of people had Kessler kind of penciled in as a Duke commit. So what do you think this means on like kind of the bigger picture national scale that UNC was able to land him? You know, I think on the national scale, it's probably not as exaggerated as it is for us who live in the Carolina bubble. So for, for the folks who live kind of in the Carolina bubble, it's a huge deal um, because recruiting victories over Duke have been few and far between, if any, <laughs> depending upon who you talk to over the last decade. And so it's kind of a big deal. Nationally, I think it's, you know, oh, there's no Carolina getting a big guy again who's really good. So it, it varies based upon where you are and kind of whether or not you're in that bubble. What it does do, I believe is is just you know frankly a commitment we didn't really account for or really ever envision North Carolina getting. So it it takes their class. You know we think they feel pretty good about a couple other players or feel like they are in you know kind of the top group for a couple other guys. But when you add in someone like Kessler, then your your class goes from maybe two or three really good players to three or four. And you know now you're talking about challenging. Kentucky or Duke for the top recruiting class, you know, which is something that I think only Memphis has done in the last decade. So depending upon how other recruitments, you know, end up. So I think that's kind of the storyline nationally is that now North Carolina really is poised to to do something special on the recruiting trail that maybe hasn't been done by Coach Williams in quite some time. Well, if there's one thing, too, that I think is a little bit more true in college basketball recruiting than it is in college football recruiting is that momentum seems to really matter when it comes to a class. Because, you know, elite kids tend to want to play with other elite kids. So I think that getting Kessler is is a big deal. Like you said, it probably matters a lot more to us that are inside of the local North Carolina recruiting bubble. But turning to just what type of player he is, I mean, looking at his measurables, you know, Kessler comes in at seven foot 245. That's what's listed on his 247 profile. I actually think he's a little bit heavier than the uh, 245 weight there. And I think the versatility seems to be one of his biggest assets. Having read all the reports from his play over the summer, just what kind of center are the heels getting in Kessler? I think he's offensively dynamic. Um, That's something you can see. You you don't get many seven-footers with the kind of coordination that he has, with the kind of footwork that he has, with the ability to shoot out beyond the three-point line that he has. So first off, you know, he can score. You know, people talk about three-level scores, but you usually don't talk about a three-level score with a big man or somebody who's seven foot tall. Mm -hmm. And I think Kessler has a, a lot of that. So, you know, he could play as a single big by himself and step out and shoot threes and, you know, make it really difficult for defenses as far as switching. He can do that. 
or he's a really good passer, um, just like Dayron Sharp is. And so if there's a high-low situation, they can do that. He can be the four trailing uh, in North Carolina secondary break. He can be the five. He's really just whoever gets down the court the fastest, I think. So he can he can do both of those things uh, for North Carolina. And then, you know, he's a really good rebounder, and he's got length. And, you know, he's not, he's not a John Henson-level athlete, or, or I, I would say um, at that level. But, you know, when you're seven foot and – you know, his size, you're going to block some shots. And he's had some games where he's had some triple doubles with blocks. He's had some games. I think Roy Williams saw him go for 32, 18 and eight, maybe in December. Yeah. Um, so he does have, you know, that skill set as well. Uh, I just think he's a, a complete player. Um, of course, he needs to get stronger. You know, he wants to get faster, those kind of things that any freshman entering college will want to do. But, uh, you know, as far as how he fits into Carolina's system, it, it seems pretty seamless. And Kessler himself is currently ranked as the number 15 player in the 2020 class, the number three center overall. So, Sherelle, with with a player of that caliber, how did he get to be that highly ranked? Well, I think his size helps, for one. Um, there aren't many big guys who can do some of the things that he can do. So people see that and they say, wow, he, he must be really good. And, you know, in rankings, we don't do the rankings. They're done nationally. But in rankings, it's always part production and part potential. And with Kessler, I think he's met both of those. He still has a ton of potential as a basketball player just because, you know, he's still developing. He's still learning. He's still adding things to his school skill set offensively and defensively. But he also has had the production. I mean, he's played well on the Adidas circuit, been one of the top players there for the last couple of years. Um, he's been involved with USA Basketball. And that is typically your top high school players, regardless of class, who get invites to USA mini camps and USA events. He's proven, he's produced, and I think that's why he's, you know, a top 15 player and who knows where he'll finish, you know, when the final rankings come out next summer. How do you think he will hold up going up against college level big men though? Do you think that he does still need to fill out a little bit, Sherelle, or do you think that he could be able to have an impact from day one? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's both. I think he can have an impact from day one and I think he still probably wants to put on a little more weight or, or put on a little more muscle. Um, like I said, that's a goal of, of everyone once you get to college because it's just, you know, everyone who you face that was the best player, you know, in the conference or, or whatever is just another guy, you know, when you get to the ACC. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he's he's got to get stronger. Those are just normal things that freshmen have to do. And I have no doubt that, that he can do that. The comparison that I've seen a lot of UNC fans make is Tyler Zeller for obvious reasons. I mean, seven foot ability to shoot from the outside, versatile rebounding, passing. How do you think that comparison is? Do you think that Zeller is a good comparison or does he remind you of maybe a, a different former UNC player? I can't think of one really. Uh, you know, I don't I'm not a really comparison person, but <laughs> I can't think of one right off. I, I will say that the game has changed. The reason I would say I'm not sure about Zeller is because Zeller wasn't back then. You know, guys his size weren't shooting that many threes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the, he was around at the start of all that stuff, um, but it wasn't something that was in his skill set that he needed to have at the time. Whereas Kessler has come up in a time where, you know, you have to be able to shoot a three no matter what position you are on the court just because of of space and pace and all that stuff. So I don't know how apt the comparisons can be when they are playing a cent, not two, not different games, but um, the style of play is just so different from what it was when Zeller came into Carolina, I guess, 11 years ago. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. I actually had to go back and look and see what year Zeller was in Chapel Hill, and it made me feel a little bit old, man. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, it's been a while. 
All right, let's take a quick moment, though, to talk about our friends at Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. They are your place to go for Carolina gear. The football season is in full swing, and the basketball season is actually just around the corner as well. This weekend is going to be jam-packed for UNC fans. You've got Late Night with Roy on Friday night, and then the big matchup against Clemson in football on Saturday. So if you're going to be on campus, make sure you swing by Franklin Street. Visit the Johnny T-Shirt location right there. They've been in business for years. They are an icon in the Chapel Hill community. They are locally and alumni owned, and they have the absolute best customer service. You can also get the brand new Mac is back and Return of the Mac t-shirts. So Giant T-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. You can always shop at their website if, if you're not going to be able to make it to Chapel Hill. And also remember that if you are a, a subscriber to Inside Carolina, you get 10% off of your orders. You can get that 10% off either shopping in stores or at GiantT-Shirt.com. You can get the code from the Inside Carolina Premium Message Boards. So again, that's GiantT-Shirt and GiantT-Shirt.com. Your place to go for Carolina gear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Sherelle, so in terms of Kessler and where he fits into the class of 2020, Coach Williams was pretty open that he wanted to land two elite players in the front court for this class. And he's definitely done that now because UNC already had the commitment from Dayron Sharp and now Walker Kessler. How do you think those two are going to play together when they both arrive in Chapel Hill? Well, you know, they'll play together some, but I, I think, you know, barring a really good season um, that surpasses, you know, most people's expectations, Garrison Brooks is going to be in Chapel Hill as a senior. And he's going to start, if healthy, every game, you know, for the rest of his career. So one of Kessler and Sharp, and then depending upon what Armando Baycott does, um, will be coming, you know, coming off the bench with the second unit more than likely. So there might not be a ton of them actually playing together um, at North Carolina, especially uh, their freshman season. If both come back uh, for their sophomore years, then I think that's when you start to have this conversation about how do they fit. And I, I think they would fit just like any other big man duo that North Carolina has had over the years, um, just able to dominate on the glass. Uh, we've talked about how Dayron Sharp is an elite offensive rebounder. We've mm -hmm. talked about how Kessler, I think he shot 39% from three for game elite on the Adidas circuit over the summer. We've talked about how a pretty good rebounder that uh, Kessler is. We've talked about how Sharp kind of has a burgeoning perimeter game a little bit. So the two can definitely play off of each other. They've talked about it. You know, they've gone up against each other a few times because um, they both played on the Adidas circuit. So they're familiar with each other. And I'm sure they'll get more familiar with each other over the next year or so. Um, but I, I think it'll work. Defensively is where the issue might come in um, a little bit. But I tend to think that is a little exaggerated because North Carolina has always found a way to kind of mitigate, you know, having a big, uh, say it's Dayron Sharp playing the four, going against someone who is a small forward in position. But the way basketball is played now is playing kind of that four slot like Theo Pinson did for North Carolina um, his senior season. So I, I think we've seen that for probably the last 10 or 15 years of North Carolina trying to figure out how to handle that. And for the most part, they've they've done a pretty good job. It, it's it's hurt them a couple of times, but not enough to say that, you know, they shouldn't try that style because 
If anything, I think what Kessler's commitment shows is that Roy Williams, despite what some people thought over the last few years, is absolutely 100% committed to playing the style of basketball that he is known for, that he has won the majority of his games playing with. And that's kind of, you know, it's a little old school, but it's two bigs and he gets it to work. He's won, you know, 76 or 77% of his game. So, um, it, it works for him. And I think that's what Kessler's commitment really shows is that he wants to play that style, um, even though he hasn't been able to play that style the last couple of years. You mentioned Kessler's ability to pass the ball as well. And then we've also heard about how Sharp has made strides in that department. Do you really think that that is a key component of Kessler's game? And do you think that that would also help Sharp and Kessler be complementary to each other if the two do ever see the court at the same time? Yeah, well, think about when Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks were the starting front court for North Carolina. One of the things that Kennedy Meeks, Kennedy Meeks was really good at was that he was a passer. Um, you know, he would get the ball in the high post. And there were times when North Carolina ran its offense through Kennedy Meeks from the high post and not with him um, with his back to the basket. So I, I think that's a great skill set for a big to have. It's not necessarily one that they have to have, but it's one, a good one for them to have because whenever the ball moves, you know, just good things happen. And if you get a post player who maybe turns into a black hole and doesn't know how to pass out of a double team or, you know, isn't skilled enough to get the ball to his teammate on the block or, or what have you, then that's when you can have some issues. So um, I think it's a good skill set to have. It's not a necessity, but it's it's definitely nice that he's able to do that. All right, and then finally, what do you think UNC still has yet to do for their 2020 class? Uh, we'll talk about the recruiting weekend a little bit more later on in this week with another podcast. But just in general, where we stand right now, Sherelle, what is still left for Coach Williams and his staff to do to round out the rest of the players that they want for 2020? Well, the top priority is it has been for some time. Um, they're going to need a point guard to replace Cole Anthony, who more than likely will be, you know, a, a, at worst top 10, more than likely top five selection in the NBA draft next year. So they've got a, a couple of players that they're they're looking at for that slot. And really, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed or tried to sign two lead guards next year, just because Roy Williams has said to a couple of recruits that one of the issues that last year's team had was that it was so dependent on Kobe White to create offense off the dribble and that they really didn't have another player who could do it consistently and efficiently um, outside of Kobe. And so he is very much looking for two lead guards so that, you know, he can kind of go back to that style he had with Marcus Page and Joel Berry the style he had with Kendall Marshall and uh, Dexter Strickland and so on. So I, I think that's the key for them really is they have to get a lead guard here pretty soon because if not, you know, it, it could drag into the spring if they don't hit some of their targets and then you, you just never know it's a crapshoot once it gets to the spring. Well, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with Kessler, Sherelle, or have we hit kind of the main topics? Well, you, you said something earlier I thought that was important and, and smart was that, you know, in this stuff, momentum counts. And that when uncommitted players see committed players going to a school and they start to see talent amassing, they're like, hmm, you know, what's going on over there? I'm curious. And so the more talent UNC can amass, I think the better chances it has with some of these other top guys who they're going after because, you know, you don't have to do it by yourself in North Carolina compared to going to some other schools. So what I mean by that is, you know, you, you, if you go to, XYZ University that maybe doesn't have the pedigree of a Kentucky, Carolina, Duke, you know, Arizona, Kansas, et cetera, then you're the guy and you're the only guy and everything is on you. 
But if you go to, you know, one of those blue blood type schools, you have a little protection so that you don't have to be the guy every single night. There's always some help. There are other talented players. And I think that that momentum that people see when they see Kessler committing, when they see Dayron Sharp committing, I think that appeals to them and they know that they have help whether they come to North Carolina. All right, good deal. Thanks, Sherelle. Uh, to get the full scoop on Kessler's commitment, make sure that you check out all of the stories on the Inside Carolina Premium Basketball Message Board. There's tons of great info there, as as well as the full interview with Kessler's mother, like we mentioned earlier. You've got the breakdowns from Rob Harrington and a couple other guys as well on Kessler's game. So make sure that you do go check that out. For now, though, Sherelle, I think we'll go ahead and call this one to an end. Thanks a lot for speaking to me, man. Yeah, appreciate it, John. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.